Welcome back to the Jet Press Podcast. My name is Justin Freed. That is, as always, Mike Luciano. We're going to talk about the Jets. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to be talking about the Jets right now. I'm sure, Mike, you feel the same way. I don't think either of us want to be doing this. It's the same shit every time. Nothing is changing. I mean, I guess they changed the quarterback, sure, after they were down 29-6, whatever. Who cares? Didn't matter. Not changing anything. 13 years without a playoff appearance, and it's not changing this year. Mike, do you know that the Jet Press is the only fan-sided NFL site that has never covered a playoff game? That's how long it's been since the Jets have been in the playoffs. Fanside has existed as a company for like 15 years. This is insane. This team sucks. The organization sucks. It sucks to watch this every single week. I don't know what else to say, but we're here and we're going to talk about it and we're going to do our best to get through this. I live in a pretty, pretty nice apartment complex. Like, like for what I, you know, what I can do, I think it's got some amenities. One of the problems is sometimes I think it could be a little noise, like the noise travels very well. So sometimes you can hear in the hallway, knowing that I am so goddamn enraged right now. Had I not been in here, I would have been screaming at the top of my lungs like the most guttural death metal growl you've ever heard in your life because I it's one thing to go and watch a bad football game. How many bad football games have we seen as Jets? Th- this was not a football game. No. They're, I'm not even watching. What are we even watching anymore? It's not. It sucks for us because we really we appreciate you guys checking out Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We're all there, and YouTube and TikTok. The Jet Press. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the stream. Make sure you give it a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We're so grateful that you guys choose to come here of all places after these games like this, and we want to give you guys really good analysis, hard hitting analysis. What can you even analyze about this game? There's nothing we say that's going to, there's nothing stinging. There's no incisive angles to really look at. There's no calling for change. Nothing's going to happen. Nope. You just got to sit there and watch this pack over and over and over again with no consequences. Like, all right. And, uh, all right we, we have to, at least, we want to give you guys a proper show and a proper show begins with organization and structure. So Justin, let's, Pick one freaking aspect of this goddamn game to hone in on first. I guess the quarterbacks. No, no. Let's let's talk about the first play of the game because that's oh when, the first that's, play. Xavier that's when the game ended. I, This was record timing, man. Like this was first play of the game. I was like, I, I had convinced myself because you know you know the cycle of being a Jets fan, and who the hell knows? Maybe in in seven days from now we're gonna do this again. But the cycle of being a Jets fan is oh the season's over after a loss, everything sucks, fire everyone, bench everyone, and then you slowly talk yourself into it. well. Well, maybe this can happen, and maybe they can actually win. Hey, look, the Chargers lost. The Raiders lost. Look, look, the Jets have an opportunity. Even though the Dolphins won, they could potentially be competing for maybe even the division if they can win a game or two. And now Aaron Rodgers might be coming back. We talk ourselves into it, Mike. And then the very first play of the goddamn game, Xavier Gibson fumbles. Xavier Gibson had been talked up all week, too. That's the funny part. Yeah, and and unfortunately, I don't want to harp too much on an undrafted rookie because what should be expected of him, but he's had ball security issues in the past. This was an issue for him in the summer. Unfortunately, you traded away the guy who probably would have replaced him, and the other guy, not that I'm advocating for Randall Cobb to be active, is inactive. So – Unfortunately, you were left with him just being stuck there as a punt returner. We could talk about Izzy Abanacanda replacing him and them not giving him any offensive snaps until the fourth quarter. But realistically, this game was over at the first play. Like I, it, it, that's when it ended. That's when the game ended. I was it was already mentally checked out by that point. Actually, Justin, let's actually get to some comments first, like YouTube, Facebook, and stuff like that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Then we'll try to talk about whatever the hell that was. I almost said a bad word. Say it. Just, Say it. Fuck this. Say it. I'm trying to keep it G-rated, man. Uh, Justin Jets. Thank you, Jets. My Sunday has been enriched thanks to you. This was a fun football watching experience. I obviously can taste the sarcasm bleeding out of that. What do you mean? Uh, Justin is clearly thrilled to watch this team. His life is better having just watched that 60 minutes. I wish it was 60 minutes. It's 8 o'clock, man. That was four hours. It felt longer than like every other game. Like it just took forever. That was was torture. Like, oh my God. It was a chore. Luis Hernandez is very angry and uh, we don't know Spanish, but I know Vergüenza is shame. So he's ashamed of the Jets. But always Jets. 
Jets, I think. Is that what that means? I, th- I took some Spanish. Well, he, there is shame I know involved in, yeah. in the Jets, which is is sure. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Brian and Chad, we were talking about organization and structure. They are foreign concepts to Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, we'll get to him. Oh, we'll please. You're, not, you're not getting out of this, Hackett. You come right back in here. I do, I do uh, love, I do love Justin Jets' comment saying that we got to see six points from a touchdown instead of field goals. That's oh, first time in forty-one drives. Touchdown, and they scored a touchdown because they executed a fake punt. To even get and the touchdown the was on it. He didn't even throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. No, because it was course. basically a handoff. Oh my god, this is. And then we also got another one from uh, Gregory Freeman. The offensive line has never been upgraded. I mean, again, the offensive line is literally pulling guys off the street to play Chris now. Chris started this week. He re- he's an undrafted or former undrafted free agent who replaced another former undrafted free agent who I, I, I guess got hurt. I believe Xavier Newman was injured, and that's why he wasn't brought up to the active roster. Does it matter? Like, are we going to sit here and talk about Chris Glazer? I don't want to do that. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I honestly, I'm apathetic. I don't care. <laughs> we got Aaron Rodgers and we're apathetic in November. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is happening? sending this team motivational videos. He's sending them videos of himself working out. He's like, hey, kids, look, I'm going to come watch back this better weeks. quarterback, probably. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he's like, hey, he's like, hey, kids, I'll be back in a few weeks. Just just hold down the fort a little bit longer while I'm out. And they do this. Oh. Like, what are you supposed to do at this point? Julian DeJesus, if Woody had some huevos, he put tennis ball emojis. That's how it's showing up here. He'd make a coaching change. Uh, Travis Raymond, but he's just a kid crying. <laughs> I mean, nobody is nobody's safe here. There's not one. We always try to do positives, negatives, no matter how small the positives are. There is not a positive. There is no positive. They, no they, area performed even average today. I, I, There's not well, one I, area where I'm like, okay, good. Maybe more. Or Morstead, great punt, great foot, whoever. Positive's yeah. over. Done. I, Brian and Chad pointed this out, that Salah uh, officially left the door open, did not label a starter for this week. And it's a short week. It doesn't even matter. I know it doesn't matter. Like, why do I care? I agree, Mike. I agree. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, like, Zach will – it sounds like there's a good chance Zach doesn't start this week. Generally, when a, when a coach is like, we haven't determined our starter this week, they're probably not going to go back to the guy they just benched. So I would imagine that means Tim Boyle starts a game. Does it matter? No, but Tim Boyle starts a game. So Trevor yeah. Simeon might have mattered, but again, that was a move you make three yeah. weeks ago. Not yep. now. Season's or, over or, now. Or Josh Dobbs or Carson Wentz or whoever. Like, and again, I also don't even think those would be significant, significant upgrades because everything else is failing around them. I feel like it's Chargers syndrome where the Chargers, you watch that game today, like it's it's even their star players messing up. Like Keenan Allen drops a wide open touchdown pass. Austin Eckler fumbles. Like it's happening with the Jets too. Like Garrett Garrett Wilson has another fumble. Brees Hall has a drop early in the game on the first drive. Like everything is broken. Nothing is working. It's because everyone is pressing. Here we go. I'm trying to I'm trying to dig actual analysis out of what we just saw. And I I don't I don't want to do that. Like I don't because it's just it's just bad and nothing is changing. You're right. Okay, so the final stats for all the quarterbacks, both Boyle and Wilson combined, uh, 14 of 29, 124 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and they've been sacked six times. Like, look around the league. 300-yard games, three, four touchdowns. Tommy DeVito threw for three touchdowns today. Tommy DeVito had a better game than Zach Wilson has ever had in his entire career with as bad a supporting cast. Six points, six. I don't even expect you to win the game. It, it, the defense can even play bad. You lose 32 to 20. I'm like, all right, whatever. Defense can't be amazing forever. 32 to six. Yeah, they had a few slip ups, which like, he man, wins. it's going to happen eventually. Like it's really, and I, I don't blame the defensive players for the most part. Like it's going to happen eventually. No defense is, is, or at least no defense in the NFL currently is going to be able to shut down their opponent the way the Jets defense had been doing it. And we had said it for weeks, you know, it wasn't sustainable. And obviously it's not because the wheels have entirely fallen off. Now the lucky breaks aren't going their way. And the team has been exposed. They're awful. This is a bad football team, and I'm not sure how many more games they're going to win. Screw Aaron Rodgers coming back. You could forget that. Tell the man to stop rushing, because what's he rushing back to? What is he rushing back to? speed bridge for nothing. And, and like, I don't know when we're going to get to Nathaniel Hackett, because I have a Hackett rant. That was my... Let's just get to it now. There's no, no, like, way we could really... Everybody's all equal game at this point. There's no hierarchy of, of who sucked. Yeah. All right, let's get to let's get to Hackett. All right, get to Hackett, because I, I'm at the point now, like 
for all this talk, all gas, no brakes, tough team, blah, 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 everybody, uh, I've had to hear about people's feelings. How's Zach Wilson going to feel if he gets benched? How's Aaron Rodgers feel? Can we get a grip and be adults? Yes. Thank like, you. Like, what, what is – all right. We've we've tossed this out as a theory a couple times before that the reason that Aaron Rodgers liked Nathaniel Hackett was he let him do whatever he want, which is also why Peyton Manning, I think, liked Adam Gase because Adam Gase let him do whatever he want. Because yep. Peyton Manning was basically his own offensive coordinator in Denver. He was calling the plays and doing the routes and everything. Brady, I guess, did that a little bit with Josh McDaniels. I think McDaniels had a little more say than those two, but it was still clearly Brady's show in terms of just structurally how things were. Like, that's the only reason Rodgers likes Hackett. Aaron Rodgers is one of the smartest people, football intelligence-wise, to ever play in the NFL. There is no possible way he can look at Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Well, it's the Jets this year. This is what it was in Denver. This is what it was in Green Bay with Adam. This is what it was in Jacksonville. He can't look at that and say, this is cutting-edge coaching. This is great scheming. The only reason I think he liked Hackett is because Mike McCarthy was a dick, and he didn't like Mike McCarthy. Nathaniel Hackett is probably a nice guy outside of football, and he let Aaron Rodgers do whatever he wanted. There's not a single reason. Give me one reason. Not only for, Forget he should be the offensive coordinator. I mean, that's a fact at this point. I don't even want to beat that down. Like, If you don't think that at this point, you're being a moron. What's the point for him even being employed as a position coach next year? What's his, what's, is he going to get fired? Who's going to want to hire him as a running back coach or something like that? There's nothing he's doing well. Bad communicator, bad schemer, bad motivator, bad play caller, bad in terms of knowing which personnel to use. Not one thing he can hold on to. Not one. The NFL has a friendship connections problem when it comes to coaching. And it, it's had that problem for a while. And it's why you see bad coordinators, bad coaches continuously get recycled. That's why Nathaniel Hackett has a job right now after, look, we'll come out and say it. Sean Payton was right. Like that was one of the most disgusting coaching performances that the NFL has ever seen last year. What Nathaniel Hackett did with the Broncos. He was absolutely right about that. I do. I, I did enjoy the whole revenge narrative, but he wasn't wrong. It maybe was unprompted. But he was right. He was absolutely right. Nathaniel Hackett has a job right now because he's best friends or good friends with Aaron Rodgers and because he has experience with Robert Sala. He's friends with Sala. He's a likable guy. That's why he has a job. It's not because he's good at what he does because there's a lot of history. There's a long track record that proves that he's not good at what he does. Whenever he's had an opportunity to call plays, he's not good. And, and in Green Bay, like you said, Mike, he was carried by Aaron Rodgers. He was allowed – he just basically allowed Rodgers to do whatever he wanted, and that was Rodgers' offense, much like it was it was Peyton Manning's offense in Denver. And it's 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 carbon copy. It's the same shit with Gase. Dare I say it's worse? This it, is it's worse. Much worse. Adam Gase, worse. I'll give him credit. Adam Gase was good at scripting an opening drive. That, which is- me, that at least tells me – all right, he kind of knows how to attack defenses. Now, he didn't have the personnel, and he was insanely unreasonably stubborn, and he wouldn't change anything. Those were That's what sunk him. But I at least saw, like, all right, this guy, I think if you gave him some guys, he kind of looked like he knew what he was doing. Even in Miami, he wasn't very good, but you're like, all right, he at least, like, kind of knows what he's doing. Hackett doesn't! And guess what happened when Gase got fired? He still hasn't been rehired by an NFL team. I don't know if he's ever going to coach in the NFL again because he was that bad. Like, he was so snakebitten from the time, you know, the the failures in Miami at the end and then with the Jets. It was so snakebitten and no one touched him. I really think that could happen with Hackett. Like, if the Jets fired Hackett tomorrow, who the hell in the NFL is hiring him? I don't think he's college would hire him. As Brian pointed out in chat, Syracuse just fired Dino Babers, so maybe he can go back to Syracuse and in some way be their passing game coordinator. I don't know. I could see worse. Dino Babers had a good passing offense. He needs Nick Saban's like he needs the Nick Saban rub like times ten, like to 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 try and revitalize his career. But yeah, I mean it's it's to the point where. I don't give a shit about Aaron Rodgers' feelings. I don't. I don't care what he thinks. I don't care how he feels. Mike, you said it. He's watching the same garbage we're watching every week. This is not an NFL caliber offense. This is not like just normal bad offense. This isn't just a normal run-of-the-mill bad NFL offense because there's a lot of those. This is historically bad. It's one of the worst offenses the NFL has seen in years. And I know the personnel sucks, but there are teams with worse personnel out there. And there sure as hell have been teams with worse personnel over the last 20 years that have produced at a higher rate than this Jets offense. 
offense is producing right now. It's garbage. It's all garbage from predictable uh, personnel usage to just a bad game plan overall to no pre-snap motion to a conservative game plan. It's just all terrible. It's all really, really bad. And I, I, I don't even want to like go into the details at this point because we've done that almost every single week. We've said, well, if the Jets should be doing this. They could be doing this. They could be using these players more. It doesn't matter. It was worse today. Matter. It was more boring today. It was. It was. Yeah. It was even worse. Sure, they had a couple of, of, of like I think they had like three formations or three plays where they had Brees and Dalvin in the backfield at the same time. Cool. Wonderful. I heard all. What did that take him to think up two hours? Yeah, I, I heard all week they're going to get Izzy Abanikanda involved. He's going to be the change of pace guy. He didn't get snaps until Tim Boyle was in the game in the fourth quarter. You lied. You just straight up lied. Like they just flat out lied. And like. I know the receivers think they absolutely do. The receivers are really bad, but like they also could have made a move at the deadline. They made their own bed with that shit. Like there's no excuses. The excuses are gone. The excuses are gone for Zach Wilson, Nathaniel Hackett. They're all really bad. The Jets need to completely reset their offense. And I know Aaron Rodgers is coming back next season. You need to figure out a way to get enough pieces around him that you can have a competent offense because what's what they have right now. If you just stuck Aaron Rodgers in there, I don't care if you stuck Two years ago, Aaron Rodgers, MVP level Aaron Rodgers. It's still a bad offense because there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. They have like almost it's it's Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson who are even even they're pressing, even they're having their blunders because what else are they supposed to do at this point? Everything is on their shoulders. They need to make the change. I don't give a shit about friendships. I don't care about connections. I, I I'm I'm past the point of caring about that stuff. Hackett needs to go. He he, he needs to go. Or at least Todd Downing. And Todd Downing is not a good coordinator. He had freaking DUI no, last year, almost killed somebody. I don't like Todd getting, Downing either. Who like, thought I, that getting the, the Titans leftover scraps from a bad offensive coaching staff would be bad hires? Who would have thought? Who thought that Keith Carter wouldn't be a good offensive line coach when half his offensive line hated him in Tennessee? All right, let, let's turn the bullhorn over back to chat for a little bit because we got a really active one. Thank you guys again immeasurably for making us laugh and making your voices heard. We got RMO, uh, Jets defense, quiet quitting today. I mean, I, all right, yeah, they played really bad. Obviously, Sauce got beat on the long touchdown. But, again, what's that, the, the worst play of Sauce's career in, right. what, like, almost 30 games? It's I hard mean, to blame them, man. Like, I This would, defense I, I had to do insane things. But yeah. If this defense is league average, if they're 17th in every category, do the Jets have a win? No. they Maybe Denver, win. maybe? I don't know. I don't they have a win in Denver. Like, they only won it because their defense saved the day at the end. Like, I don't think they have a win. If this is a league average defense, I do not think the Jets have a win. So yeah, I can't I can't be too hard. <laughs> I can't be too hard there. And uh yes, yeah, some people said chat LaFleur was the play caller in Green Bay. That's that's even more and that's supporting our argument against Hackett. Exactly. He didn't even he didn't even do that. Exactly. In Green Bay. Uh Gregory Freeman. The Jets didn't learn their lesson with Adam Gase. They rinsed and repeat. Uh, this is this is this is a lot worse recycling bad offense coordinators doesn't work recycling guys who have had poor offenses and have not had a lot of success outside of an elite quarterback carrying them yeah who would have thought that didn't work sam hunt uh do we fire head coach oc and quarterback coach again we're gonna keep saying this till we're blue in the face can we please see robert solid with like like a real quarterback not zach wilson like a real quarterback because the last time he had kind of a real quarterback, Mike White and Flacco, he actually kind of had an offense. Yeah. Like, can we please get him with Rodgers or somebody? Like, I know that he's mismanaged a lot of things around this with Wilson being the backup and the loyalty to him and all that. But what's the correct way to manage Zach Wilson? Everybody just keeps saying, oh, Robert Sala messed this up. What, what are they not doing? What would make Zach Wilson work? Nothing would. Yeah. I, I think the biggest problems, because I – I truly, truly believe that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala could be a successful regime. The biggest issues that they've made, the biggest problems that they have is that they've hitched their wagons to the wrong people. That's what it comes down to. Joe Douglas hitched his wagon to, Joe, to, to Zach Wilson. Robert Sala is hitching his wagon to, to Nathaniel Hackett. They're just relying on the wrong people. And unfortunately, it's, it's, it could eventually cost them their jobs. I don't think they're going anywhere this year, but it sure as hell could be time to clean house if this team fails next year. I mean, you talk about must win. Like, everything will be on the line next year when Rodgers returns. And I hate that we're even talking about next year. It's November. I still want to, I want to be talking about the playoffs. I want to be talking about the Jets maybe breaking the curse, maybe breaking that that that, that playoff drought. Anthony West, Wilson needs to quit football. He's that bad. I've, I've been saying, like, this isn't even good for him to be. Like, his men, there's no possible way his mental health could be no. good right now like, like for him i'd want to leave let alone for us i mean poor kid as, as travis says not to contradict that statement but uh wilson is excellent as a bat boy 
I mean, I don't know. Did you know Zach Wilson did not complete a pass to a wide receiver today? I didn't know that, but that, he had yeah. seven completions, five were to hall. Now Lazard had the drop, but Lazard he had five were to hall, one were to Conklin, and one was to uh, that Lazard contract, forty-four million over four years. They're stuck yeah. with him next year, and, and one was to uh, some uh, Ruckert. So yeah, there was yeah. one to Ruckert, one to Conklin, I think, and five to Brees Hall. So yeah, none to a receiver. It's that is. It's just terrible, man. I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't, it's the same shit. All we can say is, yeah, fire Nathaniel Hackett. Cool. Like, would that change? I honestly don't even know if that would change anything, though. That's the thing. Like, I think it would be better because I cannot imagine it being much worse than this. But, like, do we want shit sandwich or shit sandwich with mustard? Like, fundamentally, it doesn't. Like, is Todd Downing going to call a better game plan? Maybe. Is it going to matter? Probably not. You know, like probably not if we're being honest. Like nothing, nothing really is going to matter for the remainder remainder of the season. It's a very nihilistic podcast. It is. Well, what are we supposed to? What are we supposed to say? We've been for for eleven weeks, Mike. We've been saying what they could change and what they could do better and what they should do. It doesn't matter because they're not going to do it. They're just like I want to say fire Nathaniel Hackett, and we will scream it until until we're blue in the face. But they're not going to do it. Probably they're they're probably not. All right, now it's, let, let's at least talk about because again, I want to talk about the offensive line. It, Carter Warren was bad. It's his first game. He's yeah. What analysis are we supposed to have? <laughs> you know, like come Chris on. Glazer, a rookie undrafted free agent who had never played an offensive snap before today, was bad at right guard. Boy, I wouldn't have thought. That's what I would have thought. And he was playing alongside Max Mitchell and then a rookie Joe Tittman. I wonder why he was bad. <laughs> they, had, so they had three rookies at one point. Or yes. Four? Uh, well, Glazer, I guess, is tight. He was undrafted last year, but Glazer, Titman, Warren, and then, yeah, it's three. Three. Because then Mitchell and Tomlinson. Shout out Tomlinson, who just will forever stay healthy, I, I guess. I mean, whatever. And, and on this team, that's an accomplishment. It is. It is. Because, that's like, an I mean, accomplishment. And I, it, it is dumb. Like, when I see of all the issues that people will have with, like, Joe Douglas and shit, and I, you could you could have your issues with, like, some of the things with the offensive line this offseason – there's no team that can prepare for the offensive line injuries the Jets have had. There's, there's just not. Like, it's it's unbelievable. And it's last year was like this, too. The last two years, they've been historically injured along the offensive line. And I, you could say maybe they shouldn't have repl- – or not maybe. They shouldn't have relied on Dwayne Brown and, and Mekhi Becton as your tackles to stay healthy for an entire season, sure. But, like, what, what are you going to do, man? They're, they're out of guards. They're literally – they ran out of offensive guards. They, they had to bring – Chris Glazer was on the Cowboys practice squad two weeks ago. And he started. Now he's he started starting against Ed Oliver and a, yeah. a motivated Buffalo defense. And he replaced a guy who was on the Titans practice squad. Or yeah, he was on the Titans practice squad like three weeks before he was. He started a game for the Jets. What do you do? Like, what do you do at that point? That, and that's why, like, I did see because somehow I don't know how, but there were Zach Wilson truthers talking. <laughs> After the, I don't know. I truly, I don't know how. This is like bordering on a, on cultish. That's like I've always wondered watching documentary. How could people get into cults? Now I get it. Now I get it because at least cult leaders typically have to be charismatic and at least offer you something, some reward. Like Zach Wilson doesn't, and people are buying into him. It's so strange. Now, finally, though, it looks like there might be some finality here because for the third time in two years, the number two overall pick has been benched. Tim Boyle comes in. Tim Boyle was actually probably worse. He wasn't throwing downfield as much as Zach Wilson. Think about that. That's a crazy statement. He yeah. did throw one interception. I believe he threw another that got negated. So uh, yeah, the other one, well, that was tipped. The other one, it was like, it was, it was like, tipped. Oh, so yeah. like, it's one of those things too, where we said before, and we're like, put Boyle or Simeon, like if they're, if they're terrible, we'll come on here and say, Hey, you know what? They were terrible. And you know what? They were terrible. I honestly don't even want to say, oh, at least Robert Sala like had some had some guts to go in there and make the switch to Tim Boyle. If he did that in the second quarter when it's nine nothing, I'm like, all right, good, something different. He did when he's twenty nine to three. Game's that's over. That's the thing. Like, how I didn't we, tell me anything. I can't even evaluate we, Tim Boyle. How do you evaluate that? That is the you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, how do we even evaluate Tim Boyle? He was thrown in a situation where the defense is just playing their playing back. They're not even blitzing. They're just the vanilla looks like as vanilla as possible. And he still couldn't do anything. He still had a couple of drops. The receivers still weren't getting open. He forced that last interception because he's just trying to do something. Like I I, t- I gained no new information on Tim Boyle. I he is still an, an anomaly or a an enigma to me. I don't know what he, I mean, I know what he is from his college days and he was awful then. Like, and I know what he is. He's done in the NFL and his limited spurts and he's been really bad then. But as, as far as what he's done with the jets, I couldn't tell you a single thing about Tim Boyle. I have no idea. And 
why isn't like and I, I don't even care, man. But why isn't it Trevor Simeon? Like, why is it not Trevor Simeon at QB two? Does it matter? No. But one of them is clearly a better option. Like, obviously, one of them is a better option. One of them has proven to be a better option. He's had he's had what two months to learn the offense. Why is Apparently it's too complex? It was too complex for Miko Hardman. <laughs> I just I'm how st- can this offense possibly be complex? They do nothing. They run the same play. How is it hard? I don't I'm trying so hard to care. Like I am really I want like I'm trying I'm not even so like angry because I care. I'm angry and more like disbelief because nothing yeah. I'm seeing, like there's no logic behind anything. It's just stuff just happens. Yep. With no rhyme or reason, and then we're left to pick up the pieces. I'm that, confused. That's the Jets season. Stuff shit like shit just happens. And sometimes it's good shit, sometimes it's bad shit. And here we are. And then we're talking about it after the game. And none of it's gonna matter. Uh, now I'm getting like I'm getting uh, um what's the word? Uh existential. I'm getting existential right now. This is bad. Let me relax. So I'm like nothing matters. Well, if nothing matters with the Jets, then maybe. No, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's just Golly. it's all what are we supposed to say? Like, genuinely, what are we supposed to say? All right, I have a question. All right, I will genuinely ask you this now. Because we had said beforehand that this defense was too good to tank. I still think it is. Mm -hmm. But if if you had your druthers, do you at least try to go down and say, hey, we believe quarterback X, which is probably still Zach Wilson, honestly, for being (laughs) honest, is our guy. We're going to try and give it a puncher's chance. I think the Jaguars were also 4-7. and at this point last year and they ended up winning out and getting a home playoff game and they ended up end up winning that and beating the chargers like you never know what can happen especially in a wide open afc with a bunch of quarterback injuries do you do that or do you just say white flag give up because this defense is good it's good but now i think it's finally been punctured i think probably some of the the aura and the mystique has been taken out of it again totally not their fault they're on the field all the time and they've They've got if you're if your kid is in school and they have an A plus average and they get A's on every test and then one time they bring home a C minus like you're like oh, okay fine you got A's and everything else like that's on view in this defense so do you, do you still think like all right we're gonna go with the formula Brees Hall in the defense or do you just say give up as Metallica would say nothing else matters. <laughs> I think whichever route they go, it's the same result. Like I, I they could be trying their hardest and they're probably still going to lose a lot of games. Like if we're being, if we're being completely honest, they could stick with Zach Wilson. They could throw Tim Boyle out there. Hell, they could throw Trevor Simeon. I don't care if they go out and re-sign Joe Flacco. Cause he still hasn't signed with the Browns yet. I don't care who it is. It's going to probably produce the same results unless they make wholesale changes, which the time for wholesale changes is gone. Like they, they could fire Nathaniel Hackett. Sure. That would be as close to a wholesale change as they could probably realistically make at this stage. But is that even realistic? I don't think they would do that. I, I don't think they go in that direction. So as a Jets fan, I'm going to be rooting for them to beat the Dolphins, obviously. Like I, I think uh, as much as we'll say their season's done after this game, I'm probably still going to talk myself into, well, if they just somehow steal a win against the Dolphins, maybe something can happen. I, I see that happening. But if they lose against Miami and, and they're four and what would they be four and seven at that point, it's over, man. Like it's 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 over. And at that point, you might as well. I'm sorry. I just saw a quote. Robert Sala said, I thought Tim Boyle did good things. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just, like, it's like we're talking to aliens. Like it, it doesn't thing. even. It's the same thing every week. None of it matters, man. Like it's, it's the same shit every single week. So yeah, I'll be rooting for the Jets against the Dolphins. I'll want them to win that game. If they're four and seven at that point. Yeah, man, I'm probably, I'm in the tank boat. Like they're not going to obviously tank. None of this team is not tanking. Although it is a unique situation where the coaching staff might have assurance that they're back next year. So there could be some incentive to like lose, not intentionally, but maybe play some of the younger guys. I don't know. Um, at they least didn't even, they were supposed to do that this week. And I, know, they didn't. I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know, Mike, I know. <laughs> like, I'm just like I'm trying to, we're, we're going to play know. the younger guys. Then they play the vets. We're going to play the vets. Then they play the younger guys. Yeah. Like, like it's I mean, complete backwards world. I'm not even – it's thrown all my principles of how I watch football and how I analyze it and how I cover the sport. Yep. Like this season has thrown all of that completely out of the water. I, I don't know. Everything if- you expect to happen logically and naturally just doesn't happen. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we wanted all along. Like it, it doesn't compute. If this was like a cartoon and I was a computer, I would explode in a big fire right now. 
I don't know if if Sala has been asked this yet about Izzy Batacanda, why he hasn't played, but I almost guarantee you the reason he's going to give is going to be like, oh, game script. You know, we didn't run a lot of offensive plays. We would have liked to have him out there earlier. Third down. He's going to say third down again. That's his... Third downs. Yep, he's going to say third, which is insane that they were, they didn't convert a single, or they, they converted one third down, or they didn't convert any third downs in the game, right? None. Sure or did they get one third down? It was like well, at the end in the boil. Even if they did, even if they did, it was complete garbage time. Obviously, but I think they were I like blacked out most of the fourth quarter, so I don't remember <laughs> like stats that happened. I there. think they had one. I'm looking it up right now. But either way, they were they were good on fourth down. Nope, they were 0 for 11 on third down. I was too optimistic. They did not convert a single third down. They almost converted one. That's right. It was like fourth and one. Then they got the QB sneak with Tim Boyle. I don't even know why I remember that. Why does it matter? It doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. That's the it thing. Doesn't, <laughs> it does. It does not matter. But. Yeah, I'm sure if Salah's asked, like, hey, why didn't we get Izzy Banacan involved? He'll be like, game script. You know, we didn't run as many plays we wanted to because that's what they said earlier in the year. That's what they were saying about Mecole Hardman, man. And look where Mecole Hardman is now. They were saying, yeah, we wanted to get him involved. Game script. Look where Mecole Hardman is now. Not on the Jets anymore. With a Super Bowl favorite is where he is. Yeah, it's good for – they did him a freaking favor. They did him a favor, man. Good on them for doing that. Good on them for getting Michael Carter out of here. Not that he went – you know, Arizona's not exactly – a. a great franchise right now but their their offense looks a lot better than this i can tell you that every offense does uh, let's, let's go back to let, we don't have we don't have collins right now so let's go back to the phones which is our <laughs> our chat on youtube and facebook uh george wainwright this o-line couldn't block my dead mother well uh could, our can rest in peace to your mother george we're very sorry to hear about that but i mean i don't doubt it I don't, I don't doubt she probably was in, in her heyday. It was probably very elusive and had a good move around. Max Mitchell, move. I can see it. Oh my goodness. Uh, Brian Sternbeck brings up a good point. I can't get behind Douglas coming back after his fourth consecutive 10 loss season. And yeah, like, yeah, but again, he pulls off the Aaron Rodgers trade. And if look, uh, they wouldn't be a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers if all these injuries happened around side Aaron Rodgers, but they'd be better. Yeah. They'd probably be in the wild card hunt for sure. They'd probably be in one of the wild card spots right now. I, I can't think blame Joe Douglas for Rodgers getting hurt. You could blame him for Zach Wilson being the backup, but yeah. not for the injury. I think it's fair to say that Douglas deserves a year with the team that he envisioned, which was Aaron Rodgers and this whatever roster he's built, which is this roster. He gets that next year, and if it doesn't produce results, and it probably won't if we're being completely honest because we're talking about a 40-year-old coming off a torn Achilles with an offense that still has so many holes and so many issues, probably going to have the same offensive coordinator. O-line is probably still going to have some holes because realistically they have, what, two long-term building blocks there and Vera Tucker, who is, I don't want to say he's injury-prone, but he's had two, you know, he's had consecutive season-ending injuries unrelated to each other, but that's still the case. And then Joe Tittman, that's, those are your two building blocks on offense because I'm not sure that that Mekhi Becton comes back, especially after that ankle injury. I mean, I feel really bad for the guy. I really do. But I, he is a, there's a non-zero chance he's played his final game with the Jets. I know that they said the the Rich Chimini, I believe, reported it, that they believe it's a, it's a high ankle sprain. With, with Mekhi Becton, I don't know. Like That could that could keep him out the rest of the year. I, I really don't know. You hope that that's a hopefully just like two, three weeks. Could be could be a little bit longer, but I don't know. Rushed him back. Yeah, I, I just I think Douglas, I don't want to say deserves, but like it, it makes sense to bring him back with the team that he envisioned. But that's it, man. Like that's you don't get another year after that. If Rodgers fails, I'm sorry he got hurt. But that's again, you hitched your wagon to him. This is you said that this is the guy we're going to bring in. And this is the roster we envision that can win with Aaron Rodgers. And if you don't win with him, that's it. That's your chance. You had two chances. You, you messed it up with Zach Wilson and then you mess it up with Aaron Rodgers. I, I think Joe Douglas can be a good general manager who has done a lot of good things for this Jets organization. I think he has his strengths, but he also has his weaknesses. And unfortunately, if it's a results business, it's a results driven league. That's that's what it is. And if you don't get the results, he had two opportunities. Yeah, I, I agree. If it's if if it's not if there's no if there's no playoffs after next year, everyone's gone. Like you clean house for sure. Brian brings up another interesting debate where he, in so many words, says, uh, what is now the worst franchise in class, uh, draft class in franchise history? Is it the Idzik 12 or is it the COVID class? Because Becton is still probably the best player from that 2020 it's COVID tough class. Because, like, the Idzik 12 is so bad because they had so many picks. Like that, At least that Sheldon Richardson in there. That was a good pick. In the Idzik 12? Well, that was uh no, no, that was that was the that was 2013, 2014. Oh, so never mind then. Yeah, they, they, was... they, their only good pick in that draft was Quincy Anuma, which great pick. Sixth round, excellent pick. Also, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Uh, Dakota Dozier, fourth round pick. That's fine. 
fine for a fourth round pick. He's a, he's a fringe starting guard. He, he's been a fringe starting guard in the NFL for a few years. That's, that's fine. But I also will say 2020 was a bad draft for a lot of teams because the COVID year kind of messed a lot of things up. This isn't to excuse that draft because it's a horrific draft class and one of the worst in Jets history. I would still give the nod. Ah, it's tough because they did get Quincy Noonan in that draft. In 2020, they oh, well, they got Bryce Hall in the fifth round. That's a good pick. Bryce Hall in the fifth round is a good pick. Honestly, Ashton Davis in the third round is shockingly not a horrific pick. Like, he's at least still on the roster. <laughs> That's, oh, he's still on the roster. Wow. For a third okay. round pick, you got to say, like, a, a, a third or a fourth safety. That's not awful. Like, that's there's a lot of third round picks that are worse than that. But, I mean, I'm not going to defend any other pick. It's, it's we're, you know, Becton, definitely looking like a swing and a miss at pick 11. Mims, obviously a miss. Javari Zuniga, obviously a miss. Michael Pirine, James Morgan. Cam Clark, that one sucks. Feel bad for that one. It's bad. I want to do I want to do a, a pod. This would be fun. I want to do a podcast where we look back at some some really bad Jets drafts. I want to do an episode one time, maybe in the offseason. Probably do that next week because we're not going to matter previewing the Dolphins game because what do we say? True. What else are we going to talk about? We can do that. We can do that in a couple days. But uh, Anthony West, uh, the defense is discouraged. They've done their best. They're tired of this damn offense not yep. scoring. How yep. could you not be? Two years in a row, same exact thing. And yep. this year, the defense is probably better. And you saw the frustrations after the game. There, there was the, the scuffle with Michael Clemens and Deion Dawkins, whatever. We're seeing scuffles on the field. Like, the Jets players are pissed. They're tired of losing, dude. Like, look at C.J. Mosley. You know, I saw him getting doing a little, like, shoving after a play. This man's been here for, what, five years, four years now? 2019, 20, 21, 22. This is his fifth year. This is his fifth year with the Jets. He's seen how bad this organization was under Adam Gase. This was supposed to be different. He was hoping to win. And the dude's also playing some of the best football he's ever played in his entire career. I don't blame them for being pissed. I don't blame any of these guys for being pissed. They should be pissed. And that We're pissed. The Imagine how they feel. Right. And it ultimately goes down to the coaching staff because now you got to try and keep everyone's spirits up. You got to keep everyone focused. And I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that with, with an offense that's this bad. Like when it's very clear that one side of the ball is doing their job and the other side is not, it, you're going to fracture the locker room. How do you not at that point? Uh, Travis Raymond too. Uh, let's go dig up Wayne Font. Sal needs to go. I have some bad news for you. Wayne Fonts is still alive. So <laughs> Travis just uh, prematurely killed Wayne Fonts, who used to be the coach. Used to be the coach of the Lions in the '90s. And you know what? Wayne Fonts went to the playoffs four times in five years and got to an NFC Championship game with the Lions. So yeah, that Wayne Fonts is a better coach than Robert Sala right now. What a shout, man. What a shout. Wayne Fonts. Are we serious right now? <laughs> well, because people, because again, he had Barry Sanders in his prime and Herbert yeah. Moore and all those guys, and he didn't really do a lot of winning with them. So he's like one of the, he was the Brandon Staley of his time, pretty much. Sure. Well, he won. I just looked him up. He won coach of the year. So good for him. He did win coach of the year once. So yeah, good. But he's, he's also not dead. He's very much alive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he's, he probably would be a better offensive coordinator than Nathaniel Hackett at this point, even though I think he was a defensive coach early on. So. That's the that's the level, that's the level we're at right now. Where do you want, do you even want to talk Dolphins? Like, do you even want to preview the next game? Do do you want to talk about it at all? Like, I mean, I, I guess like what do we say? Like, what, what are we gonna say? This if, is all right, all right. If, if the Jets did this, if they did this two weeks ago, if they were playing the same Dolphins team, the Jets from two weeks ago, I'm like, all right, you know what? Tua has been Tua's really good today against the Raiders, but he's had some issues lately in terms of ball security. Sometimes if he's like thrown off his spot and Mike McDaniel's play call isn't right where he wants to, then he does, he's not as great as he normally is. Sometimes when Tyree Kill or Waddle will go out and they don't have both of them, the offense can look okay. They're not as good away from Miami. And then you're like, all right, there's a formula. The defense has been a lot better with Jalen Ramsey, but I don't think it's like elite, especially the run defense. I'm like, all right, there's this is the formula. You know, Brees, 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 mm-hmm. hold them to 16 points, and then who knows what will happen. That's all out the window. The formula just got blowtorched by the Bills. With first game with a new coordinator. Blowtorched to him. So now there's real I don't see a path. In prime time, they're gonna start Tim Boyle on a short week in prime time where they're the only game on, on the entire day. This is gonna be this is gonna be butt fumble bad. Here's this the thing, is no. gonna be butt fumble bad. I, no matter who's the quarterback. If they if they win, uh, we'll we'll come up with something in the Wednesday show. I will have to do something incredibly ridiculous and silly on this stream because I literally there's no possible way there there's no advantage to take there's nothing to take advantage of. That's how destitute this team is. 
here's the thing though. Do you remember the last time that we were talking like this? It was against this the Chiefs. Was it was against New the England. Chiefs. No, the Chiefs. Well, Chiefs, we were actually feeling okay because they no. actually no way. We went into that game being no, like, oh, oh, after, I think even after before, the game, like before oh, the game. after the Chiefs game, I'm like, all right, we felt okay before, yeah, we're like, yeah, before yeah, no the shot. Chiefs game. We went in and said there is zero percent chance they win this game. I don't see a path where they can win. There's no way they can do this. We were like Zach Wilson was playing for his entire career at that point. And I know somebody, I think it was Patrick K.O. brought this up in chat earlier. I don't even know if I can scroll back and find it, but said basically that after the show, we said that that Zach Wilson not or playing well against the Chiefs and not being benched was the worst thing that happens in the Jets season. And you can make that argument. Like he definitely bought himself many more weeks, but always. But that wouldn't have worked anyway, because no one came in. As we've learned from many years watching this team. Always expect the unexpected. I cannot sit here and say that there's no way they're going to win that game because I could absolutely see whoever starts at quarterback somehow balling out on primetime television and the Jets find a way to beat the Dolphins and everyone's back. Everyone's back in it for another week. I could 100% see that happening. I, I don't know how. I, I, it won't make any sense when it does happen. Just like that Chiefs game didn't make any sense. There's no reason that offense should have been functioning at that level, but they did. I could totally see something completely unforeseen happening. The Browns are signing Joe Flacco, by the way, so forget what I said before that. Uh, They're officially signing him. But I could totally see some scenario where somehow the Jets offense figures it out for one week, and they do well, and maybe it's Zach Wilson. Honestly, maybe Tim Boyle starts, and he gets hurt. Zach Wilson comes in because they they still don't want to elevate Trevor Simeon, and Wilson balls out, and he's the starter again for the next five weeks. I can see that. I can 100% see it. Anything is possible with this team. Anything. How, but no, how is this team, objectively, they should not win. <laughs> how is this team both expect the unexpected and also the most predictable, boring team in the league? Got like it's it. expect the unexpected because all this like stuff that we make fun of happens. And then it's Zach Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett coordinated offense. It's like, we all know how that's going to go. So that's not expect the unexpected. That's the most expected thing ever. That's so true. Honestly, I feel like at points the unpredictability is what's predictable. Like I feel at a certain it's point, it's not even unpredictable because it's it, at a certain point with the Jets, it's it's predictable how unpredictable they are. Does that even make sense? We're forty three minutes in. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> this team know, has broken my brain. Yes, they've broken our. My, they've broken my will to watch the sport that I love, man. Like this, I love this sport. This, I got into the field because I love this. I love watching football. I'm, I'm sick. I don't want to watch the Sunday night game tonight. I don't. I'm not going to watch it because I'm just tired, and I want to see. You I don't want a good point. I want to watch Josh Dobbs lead a Vikings offense to probably 30 points tonight. Like, like I don't want to watch it. You brought up a good point earlier in the game on Twitter before the Bills like really started like scoring the big long touchdowns and then good night Vienna when they were still kicking field goals. You're like, even if we've seen bad offenses before, but because of the fact that no one scores touched the jets don't score touchdowns and the bills don't, it makes you feel like loopy and insane. Cause you're yeah. like in football touchdowns happen and there's never any touchdowns for anybody. I know I ignore the, the, the few defensive blunders early or later in the game, but for the most part, watching the jets this season has been like watching a completely like alternate reality version of what football is where touchdowns just can't be scored by either team. That's what it's been like. It feels like that. And it's just, I know we say the phrase, Oh, it's not the same sport. We say that all the time. It's not like this. The jets do not play the same sport as 31 other teams in the NFL. Maybe the Patriots, maybe the Steelers. There's a few. No, are, no, Steelers win you know, games. There's a few that are maybe playing a similar-ish style of sport on offense, but for the most part, it's not. Like it's it's not. And by the way, if they're even if the Jets and Steelers are playing the, the same sport, the Steelers' offense is still ten times better at that sport than the Jets are. I'm just saying that maybe it's the same sport where they're not scoring a lot of touchdowns. But yeah, Patrick Hale says 1940s football. That's what this is. That's Nathaniel Hackett would be an awesome offensive coordinator in not even if you Sid Luckman and George Blanda and Johnny Lujak, they were chucking the ball. Jets don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> How know. How about a Johnny Lujak reference at 849 on Sunday I night? I don't even know who that is. I know Sid Luckman. I don't know Johnny Lujak. They were quarterbacks together on the Bears, but uh, okay. way back when. But I, I know uh, that Hackett would have YA Tittle slinging that thing. <laughs> it, it just it makes you insane, like because like it makes you like the Joker. Like you just start laughing by yourself and going crazy. Like I remember, I think it was when it was. It wasn't the fake punt. It was the drive before that, 
where there was like another really bad sack and I'm by myself in my apartment and I just start cackling. Yeah. Like to nobody. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to like be like the Joker and snap and go insane. Like this is not good. The whole broadcast, you got Jim Nance and Tony Roma laughing at the Jets. And look, I don't blame them. It's funny. This shit is funny. I'd like, rather it, that than at least like yeah. Aikman was Aikman was pissed. I've never seen yeah. we've talked about this before. There have been horrible quarterbacks. Commenters hate Zach Wilson. Yeah. But, and not undeservedly, justifiably. They hate watching Zach Wilson as much as I've seen them hate any player I've ever seen. Yeah. Like they can't stand it. Because they're they're like, why is this dude still starting? That's that's why. And the entire NFL world is saying that. Like every tweet, every analyst is like, how is this man still starting? When he finally got benched, when he got benched today, I just I got like rapid fire from all the people I have tweet notifications on. There was like, oh my god, Zach Wilson finally got benched. And it's like everybody is saying this shit. Everyone's it, like, he finally got benched. And it wasn't like good for Robert Sala, or it was like, thank God. Yeah, like, it was like being mean to the kid football. almost. It's 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 insane, man. Like I just, and you know what? We're going to be back here on Friday, probably saying the same thing. Probably, we'll probably be saying the same thing. We got to save some of this content, Mike. We got to save the ways I'm that we're trying paying. to pace it out over the next month of the season. <laughs> we have to save the ways that we're describing how bad this Jets offense is because we have another, what, what are they? Four and six. So they got seven games left. We got another seven games to do this. Another seven games to talk about how bad this Jets offense is. We gotta save some of this stuff. Oh my god! You gotta, you gotta stop the the Sid Luckman rest references. You gotta look up other '40s quarterbacks, other '50s quarterbacks, and and just bring them up instead. Arnie Herber throwing a Don Hudson. <laughs> How many '40s quarterbacks do you know? <laughs> Arnie Herber was in the '30s. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! I don't. They were, I, him and Don Hudson were like the first guys to like get a bunch of big passing yards, chucking it deep for the Packers. Don. Let me think of some other '40 guys. No, George Blanda was like the '50s. I'll come up with guys. That, well, I'm, I'm, I'm an elite at. And let's name some dudes. I'm elite at that game, so I I love that. I mean, I'm I'm good at that game, not pre 1950, but you know. <laughs> <We> <laughs> well, I didn't do a lot of dating in college, so these are the kind of things you do to fill the caps in the fill the caps in the instead of guess the jet for you. We got to do like just guess the 1940s quarterback. That's what we'll do, <laughs> just for you. Oh, not yeah, I can't do that. Big Tobin wrote fan, yeah. Tobin wrote you're making up names. These aren't real names. These he was are, actually really good. I think he still has like four thousand rushing yards. You're gonna be like, oh, Blackjack Jefferson was slinging it to like Speedy Speedy Romero, and I'm like, what are you saying? Like, what is any fifty touchdowns led the league in touchdown passes twice? Sure. Tobin sure. wrote for supremacy here. <laughs> I don't know. And guess what? Nathaniel Hackett probably still could like if, if you put Nathaniel Hackett back there, they're probably they're probably a bad offense. Like, I don't know, man. I, I just I'm the done. Jets I'm right now, the season that. ended right now. The Jets would have the number 11 pick. Cool. Which is disheartening because they were 11 when they got Mackay Becton and 13 last year. And there we are. There we are. It's it's awful, dude. I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. I'm just – I'm tired of getting laughed at. Like, that's – I'm tired of the Jets, even when they're four and six, being the laughing stock of the NFL. I'm I'm really, really tired of that. That's why I thought Aaron would fix it, and he – he didn't like I'm, I'm looking at tankathon right now for the Here draft we order we're so back we're so back we are so back <laughs> Got a for my money there are only five teams in the league that i think are unquestionably worse than the jets right now okay the panthers the bears the giants the patriots the cardinals I sure. think I mean, that's on it. paper. Yeah, on paper, I would agree. I would agree. The defense is just carries them to being better than those teams. Yeah, and after I know it's hard to say that after what we just saw, but yeah, I would agree with that. But Tennessee, you know. I don't know. Washington, I don't know. Green Ooh, Bay, I, I don't I know. Put, I think I'd put Washington under them. I, I would put Washington. They're they are awful. They are a very they're, they're, I, Ron Rivera might get fired tomorrow. Like they're really bad. Sammy Howell, a lot better than. Oh yeah, same how better. Like the, the defense is bad. Like every they're they're bad. That's a bad football team. Not that the Jets are a good football team because they're clearly not. I mean, who knows? It could spiral. It could it could tailspin. It could get even worse. Like if 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 Sal and the coaching staff lose the locker room even more, maybe they do get blown out every week. Maybe they get blown out by the Dolphins. I don't know. I could totally see Tyreek torching this defense next week, but I could also see Tim Boyle or Zach Wilson throwing for two hundred fifty yards and and two or three touchdowns. Like. I, I could see that happening because it would be the most Jets thing to happen. It'd be so unexpected. But so I, I think know. it's time because we're at that point now where I'm talking about Sammy Ball and, and okay. Bob Waterfield. 
I'm back with Sammy Baugh. I know Sammy Baugh. You got me back with Sammy Baugh. Bob Waterfield, I think, used to date like a movie star. Oh, Jane Russell. He's married to Jane Russell. Yeah, so. I know Jane Russell. (laughs) Gentlemen prefer blondes, I believe. She was in with Marilyn Monroe. All right, now that we're on the Marilyn Monroe portion of the evening, because Zach Wilson has broken our brains, it's time to... It's time to bid you a good night from the Jet Press Podcast. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever it may be you get your podcasts. We're on all those sites, YouTube and TikTok at the Jet Press for both. Make sure you give this video a like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And now, Justin, I wait with bated breath to find out how you will uh, sign off. Oh, man. I appreciate all of you guys. Like, I'm just, I I like being a positive person. I I hate being negative. I hate ending on a sour note. So for all of you, anybody who has watched this stream, if anybody's here who's watched the whole thing and and has spent the the next hour of their their life after that, like, three and a half hour travesty of a football game, and you spent it with us talking about the Jets, you're awesome. Because, like, I don't know, I I wouldn't even want to do that. I don't want to be here talking about the Jets this long, but... It's what we're doing. And honestly, it makes it a lot better having to, to you know, being able to, to cope and to vent with, with others who are sharing in our misery because this, this shit sucks. Like, it's, it's just awful. I, I hate watching it. I hate talking about it, but. I, I have a younger brother. He's going to be eight soon. And if my dad keeps trying to make him a Jets fan, I will call CPS. Because he should they, no kid Good. should watch this. Good. You you should like we should not be trying to recruit more Jets fans. <laughs> there should not be more of us. It's a disease. It's bad. But for those we're of you closing down the club and it's a no cry zone, take your licks and that's it. No more. <laughs> for those of you who are sick with this disease, thank you all for joining us on the show today. You can follow Mike on Twitter at by Mike Luciano. Follow me on Twitter at Justin T Free. Follow the Jet Press at the Jet Press down the Jet Press Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, as Mike shouted out. Google, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Always shout out to Overcast. Also check us out on YouTube and TikTok. Subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. You guys know what to do. We stream live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, also, I, I should have mentioned this before. We did have an interview go up live with CJ Mosley. Uh, that that went up, I believe, last Wednesday, right after the podcast. Check that out if you haven't already. We do ask him about Aaron Rodgers potentially coming back. I don't know if that's happening at this point, but it was always fun to talk to a, an awesome dude like CJ Mosley. We got some fun je- uh, guests the Jets up. I think we have another one coming out tomorrow, and you guys seem to really like those. I want to record some more of those because those are very fun, even if I embarrass myself sometimes by not getting players I should get. Anyway, though, thank you all for listening to Jet Press Podcast. I have been Justin Freed. That has been Mike Luciano. We will see you guys next time. We'll see you on Wednesday for our regular podcast and on Friday for the Black Friday massacre that is to come, man. Strap in. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.